And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Walking Dead. Chupa Cabra. Chupa, that's what I'm talking Chupa. Chupa Cabra. Chupa Cabra. It's a little small furry rat. I worked at a Mexican restaurant for 20 years. Chupa Cabra. As good as it gets. Hey, hello, and welcome to Walking Dead Wednesday, number 34. Do you like how I just like spring that introduction in the middle of our conversation? Exactly. Boing. Everybody on their toes. I'm Chris Honeywell, and I am here with my two co-hosts, Sean Engel. Hey, everyone. How's it going? And Dr. Bill Robinson. Yeah, listen to him go. That's because this month, it is Chupacabra month. We're doing season two, episode five of the Walking Dead TV show. We're alternating comic books and uh, the TV show. So this month... It's Chupa, though, oddly named Chupacabra, which you yeah. guys, do you guys know what that translates to? It translates to goat sucker, goat sucker, if I believe. Yes. Isn't that what it's supposed to be? Yes. There you go. I, I had a girlfriend like that. No, that's, that's a different type of goat sucker. Oh. She was just a blood sucker. Uh, <laughs> chupa Chupa. Chiki Cabra. What's blood? Is blood sangre? Yes, sangre, yes. So she would be a chupa sangre. Mm. So what do they have? So, oh, really? Because it is like the red. Is that why the red wine is called sangria? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's mm. the, yeah, the 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 drink you'll get at some Mexican restaurants that's like, it, it's wine. It's, it's a sort of it's frozen. Wine, it's wine. It's wine. Usually wine fruit. and fruit juice with fruit floating in it. It's, yes. it's like a, it's like a wine aid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Delicious. I loved Wine Aid, you know, with Bob Geldof and all the musicians. That was great. Do they know it's Richards vomited three times? (laughs) Do they know it's alcohol at all? Yeah, Yeah, that's a great song. It's like the next to last. It's drinking time, (laughs) and we're all getting smashed. See, I thought Chupacabra was like a a flour wrapped tortilla with meat inside it, and they grill it up, and or they flash fire it. And I think that's a Cholito. You're thinking of chimichanga. Oh yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Which those are delicious. As someone who's worked in a Mexican restaurant for a long time, and and I and only because my boss, who was 100% born in Mexico, would flip out at the at the mention of the word chimichanga. does that word have a meaning, or is that just a BS made-up word? It, it was a BS. Ma- he was like, "That is not Mexican food." Somebody in America just threw a burrito in the fryer and made up a name with it and said it was Mexican food. Now I will admit they are delicious. I do. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, okay. I did, I never really thought that they would be an actual Mexican, you know, cuisine well, item. A lot of people would. A lot of people would come up to him and be like, "You guys should serve chimichangas. I would love chimichangas." And he'd be like, "Well, we don't serve chimichangas because they're not real Mexican food." Blah blah blah. And I was just like, "How does what part of throwing something in a fryer makes it not Mexican?" 
They have fryers in Mexico. Mm-hmm. You're Mexican. <laughs> and I would say you're Mexican if you make it. It's your restaurant. It's Mexican food. You know, that's... Exactly. You know, and, and he... And not that everything... I mean, everything that we had there was made... Was, you know, Mexican food. But it was a, wasn't always presented or named in a... You know, he... You know, guacamole was guacamole, but we had a dish called the Holy Moly. And the Holy Moly, which is a Billy Batson quote, you know, it was, I don't know if he knew that it was coming from Billy, you know, would be like, oh, yes, it's from Billy Batson. But it was like, because when you saw it, you'd go, holy moly, because it was huge. It was a big mound of guacamole. And then we would take tortilla chips and melt cheese on them and then stretch the cheese over the guacamole with the chips all around the side so you'd have melted you know cheese chips not liquid cheese like nachos but real melted cheese that you could dip in guacamole you know and ironically enough in they the new 52 in the new 52 billy batson is actually actually mexican so really yeah no he's not i don't know I, it would be I mean it sounds totally plausible from just what I've been hearing about the new 52 he would be Guillermo Batson <laughs> Shazamo they just saw the good numbers on Batman well from the tick <laughs> decided it was time I am Batman well so walking anywho <laughs> <laughs> I have lovingly uh oh with all care, and and this month, I'm sorry, everybody. This this does not have a theme or any kind of binding or pertinent uh, yeah, thing it to it tough. at all. It's just just a straight up, straight up um, synopsis of the the story. What do you guys want from me? You know, we can't be on twenty four seven. No, you, know, you have to give us you have to give us our off week. So we're this not is machines. Our, you know, so, it, someday it, we, I'll do a storytellers on the last two weeks of my life, and I'll and I'll refer to this Walking Dead Wednesday episode so they can listen and say like I can't believe he's talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we start with a flashback to Lori, Shane, Coral, and Carol's family, as uh, so we once again get to see her abusive and grumpy husband as they are on a gridlocked road on the way to Atlanta. So Lori and Shane decide to go and scout ahead a little ways, and uh, they get to watch a beautiful uh, vista of downtown Atlanta getting strafed with napalm by helicopters. And of course, that was where they were heading. So um, next scene is Lori awakens, you know, back at Herschel's farm, and uh, she and Carol, not to be um, confused with Coral, plan on making a dinner for Herschel's whole family just as a way to sort of say thank you and uh, to keep Carol's mind off her missing kid. And uh, meanwhile, the menfolk and Andrea plan their continued search for uh, Sophia. And so they break into groups and go in search of the missing girl. Um, Rick and Shane starting out uh, sort of buddying around, but then they have words and uh, Shane's kind of thinking that they're risking their survival looking for the girl and maybe her time's run out and uh daryl meanwhile has gone off on his own but runs into trouble when uh, he's thrown from his horse and is uh speared on one of his own arrows and uh then 
proceeds to just keep making it worse by repeatedly falling over and rolling down hills. Um, Glenn, back on the homestead, is uh, trying unsuccessfully for a second helping a farmer's daughter. And uh, so uh, Herschel asks to speak to Rick. He's kind of pissed. Daryl took a horse without asking and is, I think it's his nephew or um, one of the kids at the farm who's in his care. Uh, went out to search without without his permission, and and both agree to keep control of their people. Uh, Daryl's lost in the woods, and he's losing his shit. Uh, luckily, he's got the the handy Merle hallucination to help him out and to guide him. And uh, then Ghost Merle is uh, replaced by uh, two walkers, and Daryl has to fight them and uh, dispatch one of them using the arrow that's stuck through his body. Uh, so, uh, after a quick squirrel snack and, uh, collecting some souvenirs, ears <laughs> he is, get it? <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. back yeah. on the road with Merle. And, uh, uh, Herschel's gets grumpy about dinner for some reason with Maggie and, uh, even grumpier about Glenn, who has, uh, gone to Dale for advice about said relationship. And uh, Dale's generally a wet blanket on the whole thing, too. Uh, nobody really... Is, Glenn is going to be the Wesley of this story, and nobody's going to want him to get laid. Either the Wesley or the Jordy. Nobody's gunning for... rooting for Glenn. Meanwhile, on the camper roof, um, Andrea sees a walker emerging from the woods way down the field. Everybody tells her not to shoot it while uh, they all run down to deal with it quietly. But uh, she decides she's going to show off and pick it off anyway, and of course it's Daryl. Luckily, she just grazes his head and, and Herschel patches him up. Uh, then Lori and Shane have words over Sophia. Um, Lori has a nice little cry over Coral, and uh, then awkward dinner is served. Herschel spots Glenn and Maggie passing a sex note. Chang, chang, sex notes. Carol thanks Daryl. Uh, Maggie finds that uh, Glenn has written on her note, which she didn't read during dinner because she had noticed awkward dad had seen them pass a note. But Glenn wants her to meet him in the hayloft for some nookie in the locked barn, which Maggie then freaks out and runs to the barn. But it's too late because as Glenn finds the barn is full of walkers man that's that's like the worst cock block ever yeah <laughs> zombies yes <laughs> i don't know i think glenn might just go through you know if it wasn't so shocking he might be just like ah screw it, and put a clothespin on his nose and <laughs> well they would mask never mind yeah <laughs> The moaning would just kind of drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your phone, your plugs. Yeah, I don't know. Might. <laughs> I don't know what what Glenn and Maggie's uh, peccadillos are. Yeah. Um. But, uh, here's where. Here's where I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna start being the uh, the outsider on um on this is this is where I'm starting to enjoy season two the much much hated season two this is uh, I 
enjoyed the slow burn at the at the um, farm, and this is where it's starting to they're starting to turn the heat up on it now. After five episodes, <laughs> mm-hmm. well, yeah, there's there's a lot of tension building up on the farm. I mean, the, the stuff that kind of drags on is the still searching for Sophia portion of it, but that's really the only thing that's supposedly right now keeping them at the farm. I mean, if Herschel, if King Herschel was going to have his way, mm-hmm. Herschel's pretty much a dick right now. Yeah, compared to the Herschel we'll see later. Yeah, well, yeah. Herschel because this Herschel is an, is out. They're they're two different groups now. This Herschel is like. This Herschel is still, you know, thinking these guys got to go soon. And and yeah, he's and he's also very I I think Herschel's well we, there's a lot of stuff we don't know about him yet in the story right. that's going to come out. But it, I I think at this point Herschel's still been able to, you know, be at the far be at the farm and away from civ- like big cities. And mass chaos. Yeah, he still just doesn't get it. He's got yeah, the he's... whole family around him, and everything's still working. There's cows and and horses. They got a generator. They've got electricity. He's, yeah. he's got the very rural mentality of you know right. living out on the farm, living off the land, and not having to deal with the sort of situations that the rest of the characters have had. Right. So and this is just day to day. The ruffians and you know, and Herschel's very religious, and you know, and his family varying degrees of it. But you know, they live a very you know. On the, I, you know, I, on the, I think maybe it would have been too weird if he would have been like Amish, but he was still supposed to be very, like that very like old school, like, um, um, oh, what was the painter? The, who Norman just, Rockwell? Sorry, yeah, he's an old school Norman Rockwell, Christian American farmer, you know, mm-hmm. um, not, you, you know, not practical. But uh, but and a hard worker, you know, calloused hands and you know, firm, firm but fair, and ultimately, you know, is always going to take the you know, try to choose the right path. You know, stubborn about choosing the right, right thing. And at this point, he's the Rick of you know, he's in charge of all you know, he's in charge of the lives of all the people at his farm, as Rick is in charge of all the lives of the people in his group. And you notice Lori really seemed to like the um, title of unofficial first lady. Oh God. She, she, she she did a little like, (laughs) which makes it more like, which was just adds more to my not, I didn't pick up on that before. And it's just like, Oh yeah. And that even adds more to the playing both sides with Shane and Rick. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever's whichever one comes out on top, she wants to make sure it seems like that you, you, she might want to make sure that she's still first lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think it's going to be next episode or pretty soon that I think it's when Lori comes out. And but that hasn't already happened yet, has it? Where Lori no. kind of calls her out on it. No, uh, we. we like the, oh, I was going to I was going to say, are you talking about where? Where Lori reveals to Rick that, you know, she's pregnant or. Oh, no, no, not Lori. Andrea, where Andrea calls Lori oh. out and says, uh, oh, you you know, you've got your husband and your boyfriend, too. Mm. I think that that's, I think that I think did, that's coming up or did that already? Happen? I, I think, think that, that might already happen. happen. Yeah. Oh. See, the, the I want to talk about Andrea because I 
fucking hate Andrea. She she is just overzealous. So, Annie Oakley. She's more so. Well, it's like selfish. It's like this selfish. Yes, she is just the worst in this episode. This episode, you know, she had kind of cement. She would kind of been grating on me. I think this is the episode where she cements my intense dislike of her, and it doesn't get any better throughout the rest of the season there will be moments where i'm like okay that's the andrea i know from the comic right but but Not her really being just, from here on though. yes so self-interested and making such stupid decisions and just being a complete idiot her character in the show from this point on is pretty much is is literally pretty much dead to me i could care less about her and it's upsetting because Andrea is one of the better characters in the comic. And, you know, as, as far as I know, she's one uh, of the stronger characters. She was like one of the mentally strongest characters mm-hmm. in the whole. She was almost the exact opposite, you know, in her dealings with um, Dale in the comics and in the and in the TV show in the in the comics. Dale was the one who was always like. Ah, you know, maybe you want to go check out Tyrese. You know, he's a little younger. I'm an old guy, and and mm. I only got one leg. And she'd be like, "No, no, look, you know, I'm with you for a reason." And you know, she was strong and stable, and knew what she wanted and what she was doing. And in this one, it's almost as if the death of her sister in the TV show sent her on a whole different course of for after her sister died, she was, and you know, this care and the character in the TV show, she's already like basically had a suicide attempt where, you know, she was just going to stay at the, and blow up, but, um, and was resentful of Dale getting, getting her out of it. So it's just, it's, it's as if it's an Andrea who, who got um, basically hobbled by her grief, you know, at the, at this point, I don't know if she, you know, really wants to be alive. That might be why her issue about like having a gun and not be and like, I never thought of it till just now, like the whole issue of her having her own gun and Dale taking away that. Well, he sort of took it away cause he was a little suspicious of suicide, but I didn't really think about it as, anybody outside of Dale, but it's probably the whole group is probably like, doesn't want, didn't want Andrea to blow her brains out. See, I, I don't care. She could have blown <laughs> her brains out on this, ep- on this episode. I would have been completely fine with it because all the characters on the show, to some extent have, you know, a, a good analog or a good comparison with their characters in the comics. Minus Carol and Andrea. And well, it's like you Carol, Carol, of them and put them in opposite directions mm-hmm. in completely yeah, Carol, opposite. They've almost switched roles, actually, in a way. Actually, yeah, that's a that's a very good point, because Carol is now become the more aggressive, the more confident, the more uh, helpful right. member of the group. And Andrea was just a complete Su- mess up. Suicidal. You know, suicidal, you know, wanting to, uh, you know, just crazy bad guano crazy making bad choices so yeah there was kind of a role reversal between those two characters in the show and and we and it, it, 
there's this weird dynamic where it's like by the nature of a walking dead apocalypse as people are going to be traumatized and these characters have had you know all their you know a good chunk of loved ones horribly you know just horrible things happen to them so they're all traumatized so we're probably you know in reality we're all talking everybody's got ptsd of some on to some degree or another and uh you know and is in some stage of you know, they're probably in overlapping stages of grief over more than one person <laughs> and thing. And so, yeah, there, a lot of them are going to act horribly. But for storytelling purposes, there's a lot of weird things. And I'm I'm not one for being like, you know, trying to even out things with the characters. But there's definitely an imbalance with the female characters, Maggie's starting to come to the front as a char- as a regular female character. But at this point, it's Andrea and Laurie, and they're both barking mad and manipulative to the to the point of where they're they're a danger, you know, where they're taking all the problems and and ramping them up when they don't have to. Mm-hmm. And they, they're both very they're they're both very unlikable characters, and at first. It was like, is this me? And it's just like, no, they're being written very, you know, they're definitely being written as unlikable. And it's it's just weird, you know. I mean, you'll see you see Beth lurking around in the background and stuff like that. But it's really like it's it's primarily Laurie and Andrea as the main female characters. And they are the biggest screw ups. And it's uh, it's it's interesting that, you know. From the comic, Carol was the one who was the big screw up with her, you know, I want to marry you and Rick and, you know, eventually going up and getting killed by a zombie that she turns out to be the most level headed, you know, resourceful one of the group. So maybe not level. Well, yeah, level headed when it comes to taking action, taking action Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Look at look at the flowers. Look at the flowers, kids. Definitely. Oh wait, that's a while away. <laughs> I really think Kirkman's having a was basically just like this TV show gives me, you know, a he's working in a different format. B he gets a a chance to go in different directions and and sort of indulge himself a little bit. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Kirkman and The Walking Dead, you know what I just saw today? I don't know if you guys noticed it. Uh, it it might have been out a day or so, but I just first noticed today on Facebook. Uh, the new name for the new Walking Dead spinoff show? No, I haven't seen that no. yet. Uh, what I saw, it said Walking Dead Cobalt. And it said it takes place in... It sounded like it was going to take place in Los Angeles. And it was going to be somewhat of a prequel of what takes place... Uh, I, I, I guess you could say uh, like when Rick's in a, in a coma... And uh, there was also a hint that uh, they said that there would be, there would be a role that we we would see the return of a character from season one. Now I'm thinking right away, we know who that has to be, don't? Wouldn't you say? I would think that would have to be Jennings from the CDC. Oh, because they're trying to figure out what's causing the. Um, oh yeah, okay. Because I was like, ah, he's. But now I, I don't know how he gets escaped. To... But then I'm like, oh yeah, it could. But yeah, we probably could, so could meet his could be wife around. too. We'll yeah, see yeah. his wife. His wife could have been investigating it. You know, going out to to see what was going on. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, she gets called back to Atlanta to the CDC. So. Yeah, because that's where that's where the main CDC that is would, at. That is Atlanta, is, right? Yes, I think that so, would be their best thing to do because that would that would shade in. If you make the wife a real uh, uh, character that you like, that'll mm-hmm. yeah, that'll help in shade that in that more punch to that episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that'd be good. To hear. Now that's all speculation. I don't know if that's exactly who that, but I don't see what other character we would that you could tie in with a prequel that would make sense. Well, if it's not, then you should be the writer, basically. <laughs> no, that's that's a good idea. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see something about that. Because the one thing that I've liked about the Walking Dead comic is there's never been any full-on explanation of what's going on with the zombies. They are just there. It's never... You're never determined whether it's supernatural, whether it's you know viral, whether it's a medical yep. experiment. They or give anything. you a little hint that they might do that with um, Eugene. Mm-hmm. But that's that's mm-hmm. that doesn't last the, long. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that all gets you know tossed to the wind when he yep. says you know I was basically bullshitting all you guys. But you know I I don't mind in the show since it is a sort of different animal from the comic that they do maybe try and explore that to some extent you know it doesn't have to be uh, it doesn't have to be a sort of you know uh, not really remake but a sort of take from like World War Z and I'm talking the book rather than the movie where they try and explain where it came from and where the first instance of it was but it'd be interesting to get a well LA is a whole different animal than rural Georgia Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. LA is good. L- LA will be a treacherous place to for a zombie apocalypse. It won't be like, I mean, you're talking farms and farmland and lot, lots of wide open spaces. There actually there is that in California, but like LA yeah. is like virtually untravel travelable unless you have a car, and you know it's going to be just an instant gridlock of piled up. It's it, it'll be interesting. Mm. It'd be really interesting. It'll be really fun for people who live in LA or who you know are familiar with LA to watch all the. I don't know. I don't know. It's would be rather well. Then again, it's LA. There's people filming in LA all the time. Yeah. True. And chances are they won't film in LA. They'll actually say it's LA. Right. It'll be like it'll Vancouver. Be in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> um. Another thing that I think made this episode. You know that that made this episode stand out was the development of the character of Daryl. I think I think this yeah. was a a, Dar- a very Daryl centric episode, and despite the fact that you know he gets an arrow stuck through his gut and he's fine with it because of course you can have an arrow sticking through your gut and not get septic, and you'll be able to pull it out and uh, not and, have and you know river water your intestines in, yeah. Yeah, your intestines start squirting out or anything because that's not uh, that's perfectly acceptable. It's not going to happen, but it, it just gave a yeah, nice radiation was this the character. word that came up in my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, things should be poking out either side. But then again, what's his name? Herschel could have dealt with with that. The the penicillin. Uh, he he mentioned yeah, he something a, about yeah. he was going through. Yeah, he was going through the that antibiotics or the medication rather quickly so yeah so um now i remember the first time i saw the daryl and merle scene and watching it again this time they do for a while they kind of hide his one hand and i think it is the hand yeah. that gets cut off and then you suddenly see and you realize all right he's having some type of vision quest here 
Yeah. And he's just, you know, he's just out of it. And, you know, he wakes up. I think suddenly. he sort of knows it at that. T- but when they show the hand, he's sort of like going, wait, he's got a hand. Yeah. yeah. Well, they hit it well enough during the scenes to kind of make you oh, think yeah. for a while that yeah. it might actually be Merle there. But when when you finally get the reveal that he holds his hand up, and I think he even makes a subtle reference to "Let me give you a hand." Yeah, that, uh, no, that's that's like later. Well, yeah, there's another point when he's climbing up the, uh, he's climbing up the thing. and says, "Here, why don't you reach up and take take your friend Rick's hand?" Mm. So, yeah, there's yeah, but uh, but he wakes up down in the river to the uh, the zombie with the foot fetish, who uh, likes <laughs> likes his boots a lot. Yeah, that's surprising that the zombie decided first to gnaw on his shoe rather it's than probably his leg. just to what he got to first. <laughs> They're not too bright. Yeah, that's true. What I like is this really underlines Merle's has some. He's uh, he's you know got some some. Uh, he's got a mental right. hold on on his his brother, even though he's not even there. He's still you know messing around in his head. Well, yeah, but he, he, yeah, and, and, you know, when, when he starts talking, he's playing on, on, um, um, Daryl's, Daryl's definitely got some, some grudges and some feelings that, like, he's looked down upon in the group. Some self esteem issues. Yeah, definitely some self esteem issues. And, uh, so you, you see that, you see that start to come out. And, uh, and then, you know, back at the at the farm, Carol kind of confirms it by coming in and going like, you you know, and 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 that's the thing is Carol and Merle or Merle or Daryl both come from a poorer background. And she's just like, you're just as good as them. And which is also saying that she sort of feels like him, too. You know, she notices mm-hmm. it, too. Well, and, not only a poor background, but they also become come from a background of being oh. Abuse. Yeah. 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 So that, that's a nice way that those characters can can come together, because like we'll see in like current episodes, you know, Daryl or Daryl and Carol are pretty much you know, arm in arm most of the time. Yeah. You know, they're almost a couple. So I think their shared sort of uh, abuse or their their cycle of abuse is you know, what almost... kind of brings them together. Well, it's that also whole... it's I and I'm I'm gonna use I don't know if it's a politically correct term, but um, you, you know I think that um Carol and and Dar- Carol and Daryl are sort of looked at as kind of white trash, you know, by Lori and or or they just feel that they are, you know, they're self conscious about it, but yeah, you know, I could see it, I could see. Coming from some from some directions, you know. Well, I can see Lori doing that because Lori is basically a yeah. spiteful twat. Yeah. But <laughs> sorry, she is. I just uh. see you next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, Lori. Lori's character in the comic and way more so in the TV show is just like seemingly can't can't get over herself enough to figure out that it's a zombie apocalypse. Everything mm-hmm. revolves around her. It, yeah, it's so it's all, all it's her so problems maddening. are the worst problems. Uh, yeah, and it's and it's maddening, but you know, but it it drives it drives the story along. It, things change. It, <laughs> yes. It, things will change very soon. We'll you know, now that we we get that ending where we realize that the barn 
which that which I I like that if you know doing this rewatch, you get to see the sort of subtle hints that Herschel yeah. and Maggie and the rest of the people yeah because you know who are living at the farm say about you know not going to the barn. Mm-hmm. So we I know like where that. it's we know where it's going because we've all watched the, all three of us have watched this before, and now like watching it again. And I enjoyed it the first time, but now I'm really enjoying them just winding the clock every, you know, and adding another little, little thing, you know, and, and on top of the, like, you know, I mean, the main tension being like, what's, is Shane going to kill Rick, you know, or is there, you know, what's going to happen with Shane? Cause he's unstable and now he's starting to overtly be like at odds with Rick. Mm-hmm. And now that you got that going on, now they just threw a little simmering uh, Daryl resentment <laughs> on mm-hmm. the on the fire, you know. And so everybody's and and Herschel's not too happy with the uh, what did he call him? Or, oriental, or, or, yeah. Oriental boy. That, the oriental that, boy. That Oriental boy. You know, he's he's. Uh, of course, of course. What is it? Uh, Glenn just has that that wonderful moment during dinner. Hey. Does anybody know how to play this guitar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I found did. this guitar. Oh, yeah. Oh. Otis played yeah. real pretty. Yep. Otis played guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was here instead of you guys. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. That's so horrible. <laughs> the the yeah, most Yeah, this was usually the night <laughs> Otis would play for us now that, we've, now that I think of it. Yeah. After we'd have dinner, he'd play guitar and we'd all sing some happy songs. Yeah. Mm, we can't do that anymore because Otis is dead. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny, but it was just such a horrible because we've all done something like that where we've said, you know, oh, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And everybody just looks at it you is like funny. It, it's basically idiot. an 80. It was like an 80s teen comedy, except it's <laughs> a zombie apocalypse. It's It was basically like meet the Fockers or something, you know, but. <laughs> meet the fuckers meets he, night of the living dead he's the asian kid from 16 candles no it more was... yankee my wanky <laughs> the dong needs food long the dong long duck dong yes what's a happen in the hot stuff <laughs> oh hot american girlfriend <laughs> now that we've just ruined all our asian listeners and they'll just <laughs> Turning out left and right. Well, you know, you know, uh, checking the downloads. China is one of the uh, heavier download sites. You know, after like the United States and UK, and then you know, I, I can't remember Belgium or something after right. that. You know, <laughs> China is right up there. So coincidentally, a lot, of, a lot of beer sold in Belgium. That's true. I don't know. Maybe because we've had Chris Tyler dressed as a uh, you know little China girl. <laughs> oh, you're still wanting to get that done, aren't you? Just you shut your mouth. Originally an Iggy Pop song. It's yeah, I've, song. I've heard that version. It's it's. I, I don't know. I like Bowie's version better. But I like you know. Bowie's version better because I think that's just the version I grew up with. Hmm. <laughs> That was my David Bowie, man. My, my, my Bowie, my. The 80s David Bowie. The freaky Bowie. I was just thinking about that today, how, like, all those ba- these bands got, like, from the 60s and 70s, sort of had a little little burst in the 80s where they gave themselves an 80s sound. Mm-hmm. And it actually worked for some of them, where it got my attention. 
Like yeah, that's- the ZZ Top when they did the like sleeping bag song with all the yeah. like synthesizer stuff in it. Mm-hmm. I I like the I specifically like the Kinks in the '80s, like Come Dancing yes. and stuff like that. That is how uh-huh. I discovered the Kinks too. Yeah, except for mm-hmm. you know I'd heard Lola of course before that, but I just thought it was like a song on the radio. But then I was like, wow, these are good, really well written songs and. Of course, they had 84 albums before that. That oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting. And then there were a lot of like stuff like Eric Clapton that just was like, yeah. Here, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take one of my uh, really upbeat songs and turn it into a a slow sort of ballad. Yeah. Love. commercial. And now it's <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's really funny because that's the first version of that after midnight song was I heard was that that version it was like all right you know and then oh, when yeah. I heard the original I'm like wow yeah, this has so much life yeah, in the first yeah. Yeah. Midnight, it. you know? we're gonna let it all hang out it's yeah. an energetic song and then he turns it into this boring I like this song. song let's suck the life out of it mm-hmm. well he was kind of depressed you know yeah yeah he had some he had some things happen I think we may have mentioned it before I think we did too yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm holding my tongue, man. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I already. You guys could see the pictures playing in I, my head right now. You just, I, 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 I can see. I can see your Skype picture. It looks like you're holding your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> There's a baby like grabbing onto my tongue and hanging out of a window. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to mute myself for a moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, despite. Some not liking some of the characters. I'm I, I was liking this episode. Yeah, on a second on a second watch, I think it holds up a lot better, specifically because we know what's coming up and we can see those little hints from the various characters on the farm. Now there so was that a, definitely helps. There was a mid season break in, in season two, right? Mm-hmm. There was a mid season yep. break where After the, the next episode. Yeah, where the big event happened. Okay. Yeah, that's right, because I'm really looking forward to post that break because that's when the beautiful 16 millimeter really starts kicking in. That's that's when we get a lot of I think we get a couple of night episodes that really look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the one there's the one episode that I was watching over at a friend's house. These 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 uh, these two girls I know from high from from high school and we've been friends since then and. Um, we had stayed over to watch something and I was like, well, look, I can't get home and watch the walking dead. So we're just gonna have to watch this here. So we were watching the episode, um, Nebraska where the guy falls and he falls on the, on the, on the wrought iron fence. Yes. And he's got his, le- and they like rip his leg off. I'm like, I just, I jumped up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And they're like, what the hell are you making us watch? <laughs> Like, oh my god, this is this is oh that's brutal. I can feel that in my knee. Oh Yeah, after after the, the mid season break, I'll be interested for the rewatch as well because that's kind of where I felt yes, the visual style was really nice, but the storytelling kind of lacked. And I'm wondering if on a rewatch I'll change my opinion of it. You know, like I said, I've changed my opinion of this first half of the season, so maybe it'll hold true throughout the rest of the season. Well, I seem to remember when it originally aired there were a lot of people holding out that they were getting grumpy about it by this point and were like, okay, I'm holding out for the mid-season. And then after mid-season, that's when people start really <laughs> complaining. Yeah, because I think everybody was like, 
get to the prison, get to the prison. Mm-hmm. So come on, let's get moving. But you know, then when they got go to the prison, they're like, they got to get the hell out of this prison. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys doing there forever? Get to Woodbury. Get to Woodbury. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Burn all 100 episodes off in two seasons. Yeah. And, uh, we've got we've got almost 130, close to now 140 comics out. Yeah. yeah. And they're, I, I don't want them to be caught up. I don't want them to be synced up with the the comics as of right now because i think this show could carry on for another couple of years provided they do it Mm -hmm. you know correctly and you know kirkman has said he doesn't really have an end game or i don't think he's ever mentioned that he's had an end game for the comic so just let it just let it just let it flow and if it's interesting let it be interesting i'd like the comic to go on indefinitely as long as he feels that he's got something to write about Mm-hmm. You, I would think, find the show ending at some point. Do you think the um, uh, the recent? I don't know if we've talked about this already. The recent time jump in the comics is any way doing that to mm-hmm. link up the the. Uh, I definitely think that's a possibility with the show. To I to, to age Carl, Carl. Mm-hmm. for Carl. Yep. Yeah, I could probably I could probably buy that. So people coming in, you know, just picking up the oh here's the latest trade. Right, the Walking Dead, they can go. Oh, the corals, you know, the same age as he is in the show. So, yeah. or or reasonably closer. They're never gonna, yeah, you know, they're they're never gonna fight time with an act, real actor. That's yep, all that's, there is to it. It's just different from a comic. <laughs> you know, they they kind of can with the older characters. They can sort of stay eternally, you know, in their thirties to forties. But obviously, Carl is gonna or Coral is gonna start. Growing, he's up, growing. So. It, he's going to get physically bigger, and his yeah, he's 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 yeah. going to change. Yeah, he it, yeah, that it just happens. We'll do a special episode of Two True Freaks for everybody and explain all that in the separate episode <laughs> about about coral funny hairs, corals, funny hair. We'll call it corals, funny hairs. <laughs> we can bring my Ben out. Uh, my Ben. We can bring my son <laughs> Ben out. <laughs> As a as a uh, as a test subject, because yeah, like, I'm sure you would love that. that. Thing. And he's like got little hairs on his lip and stuff. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> I was, I was, like, I was, ho- I was hoping you weren't saying like on his palms or anything, because that would be no, no, no. I'm sure he's working on it. All oh, right, no. <laughs> way to go, time. Bill. <laughs> Teaching him right. He just comes out. I learned it from you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Ben. <laughs> I I work at a barbecue place and we use a lot of rub on the meat. And one of my bosses was talking sorry. about it. He's like, I was at home the other day um, making beef rub. And I'm like, is that a euphemism? Because it certainly sounds like it. Yeah, I was rubbing the meat pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> Hands are all calloused. Making my own beef rub, he said. All right. Was it Might spicy? Not appropriate at work. All right. It's a, it's a light hollandaise <laughs> sauce. Oh god! Oh <laughs> no! Tartar? Oh, you knew no. Frank holidays too. <laughs> Tartar. <laughs> All right. So did <laughs> did Daryl cut those ears off because he was just getting whacked out, or was he trying to maybe use that to uh, maybe keep the dead away from him? I think he was. Uh, I think he was whacked out. I think I- at that point. I think. I think when. He saw Merle's hand that he knew Merle wasn't real. 
and he was just like in survive. He was like, I'm going to use my anger and my, um, and directed somewhere. Yeah. Well, it was anger and it was also, you know, I mean, just being in shock and hallucinating and. Okay. So now to my next point about that whole ear thing, they find him, they're dragging him in. <laughs> He's got the necklace of ears around his neck and, 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 and like T dogs, like, you know, what the hell is that? And Rick takes him off and says, now me, I would have taken him off and just thrown them down, just thrown them on the ground. But Rick goes, takes him and hides him in his shirt. Don't say anything to Herschel. Why not? <laughs> just throw him down there. Why are you keeping him? Are you going to give him back to, hey, Daryl, you know, you dropped this when we picked you up. Uh, thought you might want to. No, fuck no. Just throw him down. It's Do you gross. want those things hanging out inside your shirt anyway? You know, I, I know. Mean, I you know. put him in his shirt. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You didn't have to. Yeah, that's the thing is, I mean, uh, yeah, they've, the been, they've been bathed in gore before, but that's like survival. <laughs> this is, you know. Like it's not a keepsake, you know. It's not it, a precious yeah, um, moment ornament. I, th- I think that's what Daryl was doing. It was his. It was his, you know, kill trophy. This is. Uh, yeah, and I think actually, I think Rick is in such a primal state that he's just like, well, maybe he might want it back later. I'll ask him, but you know, I don't want to. Hmm. You know, I don't want to throw out his his talisman if if it's going to make him angry because I got to keep peace in the group. You know, who knows? I'll. You know, it might have been the equivalent of a teacher taking away the rubber turd and putting it in her desk. <laughs> I was thinking when the uh, when Daryl was riding the horse in the forest, I'm tired of these mother effing snakes in this mother effing forest. Ah, <laughs> uh, and that was a uh, I I had two thoughts with the um, the helos coming into at, at Atlanta. And that would be uh, Apocalypse Now, of course. Yes. And then I was thinking of the uh, the Weird Al song, Christmas at Ground Zero. But I was thinking, <laughs> it's Napalm in Atlanta. I was Atlanta. thinking, that's a really nice effect shot for a low-budget TV Oh, yeah. Show. That was that was pretty awesome. A lot of it, I think, had to do with the sound, sound design on there. The way that they had, the way the far-off, really deep explosions sounded. Yeah, and there was kind of a there was kind of that disconnect that you saw the flames go up before you actually heard it a little. Yes. So yeah. there was they, they did a good job with the sound design. So it wasn't you saw the explosion at the same time. It gave that effect that there was something going on in the distance, and it took a while for the sound to get there. So I liked that. It was like a dark version of people watching fireworks at, on the Fourth of July or something. Yeah. New Year's mm-hmm. Eve. Everybody just sort of lined up, but it's Atlanta getting getting strafed which i'm always for seeing <laughs> major <laughs> cities getting napalm dropped on them in a, in a movie well, maybe we'll Not get to real see life some, uh, that's what the movies are for if if the new show does take place in la we'll get to see some la decimation which we've seen oh, numerous times over the years in various movies maybe they'll like recycle some of the scenes from like earthquake <laughs> that would be that would be fun Zombies falling into you know, flash flood. Ah. See, now I'm hoping that we'll get some celebrity zombies, <laughs> right? It's such a such more of way more of a um, probability there. Hmm? Possibly, yeah. I People may get my to... zombie Arnold, man. I may someday, or a zombie Seinfeld would be funny. I think Seinfeld probably lives in New York, though. Zomfeld. 
Zomfeld. <laughs> we could we could start calling our cast together for Cannibal Run. You know, we could see if yeah. we could get zombie zombie Burt Reynolds. We'll, we'll have the spinoff we get... of the spinoff. Cannibal Run Two. The <laughs> it's got there's got to be some sort of zombie version of Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that was uh, that was what the zombies were dancing in Thriller. Then they just spin around and break dance, and legs fall off. Legs fall off. <laughs> Literal break dancing. There might that <laughs> might have happened in one scene in it. If it didn't happen, and I have to watch Thriller again just to mm. see if that happened. But I think somebody did lose a, an arm, or uh, I think an arm just dropped off somebody at some point. My kids were watching Psych the other night, uh, the show that's, well, it's it's done now on USA, or U- USA, USA, and uh, there's, I guess there's a scene where they, like, did the turnaround thing with the eyes, like, at the end of Thriller, and they kind of looked, I'm like, that's from Thriller, right? You guys get that? And they're like, yeah, but I could tell they didn't. They're just, they're just humoring the old man. I'm like, yeah, that's that's when Michael Jackson turns around. Like, well, I had a little exchange with Mark Kambach about that, because he, they played thriller in the movie theater and like the entire extended video and everything yeah like a, yeah like the 13 minute video yeah yeah and i i think he and he'd saw never it seen something it? else and he was saying this this was the first time he'd seen thriller wow and hmm. uh i guess we don't realize how old we are and i was like come on man everybody of every you know he's like maybe i'm too young and i'm like no everybody of every age knows what thriller is yeah but maybe like, he but- goes but i just saw it today and i'm like yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> yeah, even my kids have seen, you know, they don't know all about Michael Jackson. They know some of his songs and they know Thriller. And I think they've seen the video. So, yeah. Not a big fan of Michael Jackson, but I'm not a hater of Michael Jackson either. But he definitely is like the Beatles. He's one of those trans generational mm-hmm. um, musicians that just, you know, people people like his music. It's and. And uh, if there's probably people are um, gonna discover him from who haven't dis- are too young to discover him are gonna get him from Guardians of the Galaxy now because there's a Jackson Five song on there. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah, we're stuck with him forever if you don't like him. Maybe they could have a zombie Michael Jackson in The Walking Dead. If they do the spinoff, they could have zombie Michael Jackson in L.A. Yeah, yeah he's already had parts. You of see, that's the thing. That's that's, that's the thing. If <laughs> Well, I wonder, in The Walking Dead, we haven't seen any, like, classical, like, Fulci zombie stuff where where they come up out of the graves or, you know, long dead, you know, bodies. Do they come alive in this apocalypse? Because if they do and you're in L.A., you could just go to graveyards and dig up celebrities and have a whole... You could. You could just literally dig them up. Well, that depends on how well they're preserved and how soon. Well, uh, Scott, oh, they're, they're... maybe that's going to be my horror story next year is me and Scott Gardner in L.A. And <laughs> with Scott Gardner doing that, I thought they were dead. And it's like, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> See if we can dig them up. I got this magic potion. That'll be the the whole punchline is at the end. And Scott will be like, but I thought that I thought Don Knotts was alive. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then he eats them. <laughs> That's where we need Luke Jack and Eddie here to do the Don Knotts. To do the Knotts. 
and then a, and and then in a weird tw- twist of fate, Scott Gardner gets eaten by Walt Disney's head. <laughs> oh. Now that's a horrible picture right there because there would be chewed up pieces of Scott Gardner exiting Walt Disney's neck. <laughs> oh well, what a way to go out on an episode. Next month <laughs> we'll have a comic book. And we'll talk about zombies eating oh I don't know. We'll 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 rig up a little wheel of two true freaks podcasters. Now we need three wheels, one with a name. And and then a couple for different combinations of how they get dis you know dismembered or eaten by zombies. So we do a name. It's okay, like so clue. we do a it's podcast. Like you know, it would be like it would be like Paul Spataro, blah 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 blah. And and we'll have like ankle biter. Yeah. Uh, falls from ceiling. <laughs> comes from behind tree. Yep. Disemboweled and- by blah 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 zombie nurse. You know, and and what? <laughs> but then we'll have another one that'll choose what Hollywood star is playing zombie. Ooh. And this week's celebrity zombie is, is... Phyllis <laughs> Diller. <laughs> oh, sorry. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O. T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com 2TrueFreaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks.
we were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan, on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this. <laughs> 